At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. It is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in. Good morning, Week 11 College Football. My name's Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. I got the smiling big guy over at the Borgata, Michael Lombardi. Hey, I hope you're staying warm over there, my friend. Good morning. We got a great day today, Patrick. Get a little colder tomorrow. Uh, you know, we got a table for two for Jared Goff by the heaters there in Chicago. Don't worry, everything will be all good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got the fall. We have fall weather coming this weekend. It'll be interesting how we respond. So we got the second batch of the college football playoff committee rankings, and it's pretty simple. You've got your four unbeatens, Michael. You've got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and the surprise is TCU. After that, you've got Georgia's wake. Think about it. You've got, what, five Tennessee, who just beat up on Georgia, and then you've got six Oregon. Oregon's won eight straight. They've scored 40-plus in eight straight games since getting absolutely demolished in Atlanta week one against Georgia. What do we know about the college football playoff rankings? They're a mess, but we know Georgia is far and away the best team in the country. I think that's right. And I think the way that they've been able to adapt their offense around a quarterback that has really gotten better, Stetson Bennett, I've never really felt like they could win it all with Bennett. They did last year, but he has improved. I think they kind of know who they are. And as much as they have been known for their defense and lost many defensive players, their defense has really been able to shine. And I think they've been helped by, you know, some of the other teams that have played Tennessee. They've been able to dissect Tennessee and go forward with it. And they just dominated. They played the the perfect way to play Tennessee, which was convert third downs, slow the pace of the game down, and don't get them in as many third downs as you can. Don't give them that big play because that's how they run and generate all their offense. So it's hard to do, but they did it. The other anomaly this year, Michael Lombardi, nine years of the college football playoff, we're not going to see Clemson. We're not going to see, and Bill Berman, plug your ears. Abby Berman, you plug your ears as well. We're Happy birthday to Abby Berman, by the way. <laughs> happy birthday happy birth- Abby Berman. Happy ba- we all have Berman family birthdays. They last forever, but happy birthday, Abby. Yeah, I mean, this, Wait, I, I can't see. Hold on see. one second. Just, hold on one second. There must be 365 Bermans in that family, because I swear <laughs> exactly. to God. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> we have a happy birthday every day. Yeah, every, every every day, quickly on this. No Bama, no Clemson. That is going to be an anomaly because we've seen them for the college football playoff. We've seen one of one of two or the two of them and Oklahoma pretty much every year. You know, so what is Bama? You know, Bama, when you go to Alabama, you expect to play for a national championship. You expect that November 12th that you're playing for something bigger right. than 
you know, and so today you go into Ole Miss and Oxford where you have been able to win games, always been close games, but you've won them, right? you found a way to win them. And now what are we playing for? I mean, Bryce Young will play well. I don't doubt that. But if there's ever a moment, if there is ever a moment that Ole Miss is going to rise up and Oxford is going to have an unbelievable day in the Grove, this has got to be the day, right? If you're Lane Kiffin, you know, last year, remember on the field before the game when he was in Alabama and he was ready to get the party started and he got his butt whooped from the first – I mean, <laughs> drove it down the field, right? And then he turned it over on four downs and then the, then the butt kicking came from that point on. If there's ever going to be a day, today's got to be the day, right? Well, I mean, like, and they're tw- And they're he's... a 12-point dog, right? I mean – Well, but I to think your the point, last time I saw it, it would – Lane Kiffin's coming in rested. They've had a week off. And let me just let's play a little game. What doesn't 11 and a half? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 11 11 and a half. half. It was 12 yesterday. You're you're not off. But let's talk about the top four. And you tell me what stands out to you. Georgia is at uh, Missouri today. They're laying 16 and a half. No, excuse me. Mississippi State laying 16 and a half. Potentially a letdown spot. Ohio State hosting Indiana's laying 40 and a half. Michigan's hosting Nebraska. They're laying 31. Number four, TCU is at 18, Texas, and Texas is laying seven, seven and a half. So what stands out there? TCU, I guess the the market, the books are waiting for that other shoe to drop, yes? Yeah, I guess. I mean, all they're, all they're hoping for, look, the, they're wait, they gave TCU their due, and they're hoping TCU loses to Texas today. And so they can eliminate right. them from the conversation is essentially what they're doing. We gave you your chance. You couldn't hold up. I mean, they did this to Cincinnati last year, remember? They said, okay, we'll put you in here, but you're going to end up losing. And Cincinnati kept winning. So I I get the sense of that. But going back to Ole Miss here, I mean, if you're Ole Miss – and you're you're not now. I I did. Where where's Ole Miss in the right? They're not even in this ranking, right? No, Ole Miss is in the mix. Ole Miss right now is where are they? Number in, where are they? They're not in number the mix. 11. They're out of the top ten. You know, they're out an undefeated the team. But here's out of the top you. ten. SEC West. They've only got one loss along with LSU. Remember, Bama's got two losses. So Ole Miss can still play themselves into that SEC championship game. Right. Today is massive for them, Michael. Today is massive. massive. Huge for them, right? It's huge for them. And, and if they're ever going to beat this team, they've got to be able to do it today, right? I mean, that's the day you've got to do it. And if you're Lane Kiffin, and I don't think he's as – I don't think Auburn's as serious as all the conversation is about him going there. I think this is the moment you've got to be able to shine, right? I think you're right. Now, a couple things. One, we talked about Ole Miss being rested. They're 8-1. and They're 4-1 and in the SEC. So, again, if they win, it's going to come down to them and LSU because two losses in conference for Bama. Here's the thing. I'm concerned about Bama because any team that's tried to run the football, let's think about it. Tennessee ran for 182. LSU ran for 185. Arkansas ran for 187. And Ole Miss is better, Michael, at running the football than those teams. So, again, to your point where you started here, This sets up perfectly for Lane Kiffin. He's rested. Bama struggles on the road over the last two seasons, and he's got a team that can run the football. Yeah, and and I think this too, you know, he's got he's gonna have a very I know it's a three thirty game in the Grove and and everybody will have their blue and red striped ties on and with their khaki slacks and white shirts (laughs) there. You know, it's gonna be and look, if if I can say this to any football fan, if you're gonna go to a game and you really want to feel like you're back in time, go to Ole Miss on a great Saturday afternoon where you, it'll feel like you're in, a, you're in a 1950s movie. So we know this about Alabama, and Lane should know this about Alabama, that when they have to play and make adjustments on the road, that this doesn't work well. It just doesn't play well to them. They don't communicate as effectively. They're, they're, not, as, they're not able to uh, – to get their defense aligned with what they need to do, and they make mistakes. We saw it last week, you know, and, and so for me, this is the perfect opportunity. The, the stars have aligned exactly the way you want them to align, and they've got to take advantage of it. I, I mean, I'm sure they wish it was a night game, but I think that, that they've got to make do with what they have. Yeah, you got a two-loss LSU, Michael, up at number seven. So you mentioned the one-loss Ole Miss team behind them, but again, those two are competing for the SEC West. One of those two will take on Georgia in Atlanta SEC championship game. Georgia loses that football game. Most likely they're going to be in the tournament. What's interesting is the Big Ten. Remember, two weeks from now, we're going to have Ohio State there at the Horseshoe hosting Michigan. One of those two are going to eliminate the other, right? Because the Big Ten That's championship right. game 
they're both in the East. The West is going to be represented by somebody differently. So again, this is going to shake out. Tennessee drops from one down to five. The question is, do you feel as though they drop too far? Well, I think they, in a sense, I mean, they're not going to get into it. They're in the most ideal position that they could possibly be in. They were a little bit like Alabama. They didn't, you know, they're actually kind of perfectly placed where they don't have to go to the tournament and suffer another loss, right? Right. And and so they can end up the season with just one loss. That's correct. And it puts them in perfect position to be the one of the final four teams as everybody else beats up on one another. So well, like I, I I think it's like this is the this is the fallacy of the system because of these because of these all star games or the excuse me the conference championship games would generate even more revenue for the schools. That that if you don't go and you only have one loss, you're sitting perfect. Like you would rather do this, you're sitting out. And you get and you get all the benefits. To your point, Tennessee's ahead of Oregon, right? One loss, Oregon. Tennessee finishes the season. Michael, check this out: unranked opponents today: Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. They're going to finish eleven and one. They're going to need some style points doing it, but there's going to be debate. They can still get in the final four here, Tennessee. Well, I mean, if they're five, right? If they're five and TCU loses, they're going to move up to four, or else why make them five? I mean, That's when you exactly put together right. your list, you've got to sit there and say, okay, well, if we make them five, do we want them in the final four? Because I, if the committee didn't look at Tennessee's remaining schedule and say we want them in the final, I mean, of course they want them in the finals. They would love to have them in the final four. And then they don't have to go through the grind to get to the final four. That seems somewhat unfair, right? It seems somewhat unfair. It's almost like serendipitous that they lost to – it's better that they lost to Georgia than it was to beat Georgia because now they can play three games, get in, get rested, stay healthy, not have to go through the grind of playing in a conference championship game. Wait, you're telling me the system's broke? Wash your mouth out with soap, man. I mean, it's so broke. Well, because they don't don't think of it this way. Like, to me, you know, why is it, you know, Michigan, Ohio State are going to beat up on one another, right? Okay, so the loser of that – is going to have one loss, and they're going to not not go to the Big Ten party, which is the Big Ten party is really a bad party. I mean, there's you know, gonna, who are they going to play? Illinois from the West. I mean, remember last yeah. year when Michigan played Iowa, they killed them, right? So there's no there's no value to that. So there's Michigan sitting in the say Michigan loses to Ohio State in a close game, so they get kicked out of the top five, top four. Are they ahead of Tennessee? Here's what we need, and I think I've circled. I've got three games, and you tell me. I've got Washington-Oregon tonight. That's a rivalry. That's going to be a great game late night. Alabama-Ole Miss. I think the game of the day is TCU-Texas because you and I, we should all be pulling for TCU to watch the college football playoff committee score, like squirm, right? If TCU continues to win, they don't but want then them TCU's to win. Have to, but once TCU goes to the Big, Eight, Big 12 Conference Championship, can they, are they guaranteed to beat? Can they beat Baylor? I mean, I, I you know, can they beat any of these teams there? You know what you're doing? I, I, you're standing up at the board like the beautiful mind guy, and you're trying to connect the dots, but you're dealing with 13 people on a college football playoff committee that are essentially YOLOing the rankings. So what do you no do? No doubt. No doubt. What do you, what do you no do? Doubt. You're walking against the wind is what you're doing. Uh, hey, Liverpool's TC- up one nothing against Southampton. <laughs> I just want you to know that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that made me laugh. Austin today, TCU, Texas. That is the highlight. We're back with it. Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet. Here are handicapper Jeff Siegel's best plays today at Del Mar. In the fourth race, Jeff has the four horse, Tina Ella at two to one. In the fifth, Jeff has the five, Ballet Dancing on top at five to two. I bet those races and more at First Bet, VSEN's preferred horse racing app. Get $10 free when you bet. You sign up today at First Bet. Remember, Horse 200 is the code. When you use that code, you get 100% match on your first deposit up to $200. It's Express Bet, AI-assisted picks, 300 tracks covered. It's a VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Go to VEASAN.com slash horses for more information as we welcome you back. A big Liverpool fan, Michael Lombardi, hanging out there at the Borgata. Who My is it? Patrick Maher. Who, <laughs> Who is it? You Let me, me ask laughing. you this. Let me ask you Go this ahead. before we get on to TCU, uh, Texas. Uh Liverpool, like one of the Al Davis's pet peeves was he wanted to know the nicknames of the of all the, the schools, high schools. So if he were to meet Patrick Maher from Detroit, he wanted to know what your high school nickname was. So when he met you, you could say, oh, those greyhounds, I, I know you, you know, and he would give it that. Right. And it was brilliant because the kid. Oh, my God, this guy knows my high school nickname. He must know everything about me. It kind of put the kid in defensive. So I, I, I'm a nickname. What is Liverpool's nickname? What, are, are what is the their Reds. mascot? The Reds. The Reds. Just Red. No, it's not, it's not as good as Manchester United, who are the Red Devils. But nickname for Liverpool, it's pretty simple. The Reds, they call their fans. It's, they, it's weird. They've got a bunch of different names for their fans. But to simplify it, the Reds, as they wear They should be the red. Beatles. I mean, don't you think they should be the Beatles? Well, I mean, the ironic part about that is Paul McCartney was an Everton fan. So they grew up, obviously, Everton right there next to, Liver- next to Liverpool. But Liverpool and Everton rivals. McCar- Paul McCartney, I believe, was an Everton fan. I'm not sure what John Lennon and the rest of the crew were. But, yeah, Liverpool, who have actually okay. struggled this year, as you know, uh, as you've been following Yes, closely. I do. I do. Okay. I know that. Yes, I'm on so to it. All right, let's go. But let me just explain something here. So the... I guess the epicenter of college football today is Austin. You've got a three-loss Texas team that are lane seven to an unbeaten TCU team. Here's what we know about the committee. By putting TCU four, the committee showed its willingness, Michael, to do so on Selection Sunday. So they went out. They're going to get in. I don't think the committee wants this. A couple things here. TCU, we know we're waiting for that shoe to drop. We're, I guess they're... Borrowed time would be the way to say it. They played a bunch of backup quarterbacks. Betters know this. They've trailed in the second half in four of their nine games this season, including a comeback win at home against Texas Tech last week. They're just not getting respected here. This is a seven spot. Texas coming off a very good win at Kansas State where they ran the ball down a very good K-State's throat. But how about this? TCU undefeated four in the country, catching seven. Let's be clear here now. That game was, what, 31-7 to at the half between Texas and, and, and Kansas State? And Kansas State made a rally to come back in the game. But if, if the committee knows they have – that not only between Texas today and Baylor next week, do we really think TCU can run the table and then win in the, in the Big 12 championship? I mean, I think the odds are stacked against them. And, and I don't care – you know, I know Vinny says there's prices and polls. I get that. But – to me, the seven uh, is a little. Do you, when they go to Baylor, they're going to be dogs against Baylor, right? Baylor's six and three. They're going to be a dog to Baylor too. How good are you when you're a dog? You, you, 
Are you saying you think the seven feels a little trappy? Almost like it it's does. almost too good to it be does. true if you're a, a TCU backer. Yeah, I mean, look, they're playing against Texas that, you know, we know Texas is not a great team, but you got to throw the ball against Texas. Texas pass defense is one of the worst in the country. They're 104th relative to their pass defense. You've got to throw the ball. And, you know, and if you can throw it, we'll see if TCU can throw it today. I mean, TCU's offense is incredible. They average 508 yards, you know, but their passing offense is 21st in the country, which isn't bad, but they really rely more on the running game. I mean, they run for 219. They throw for 289. Think about that, Patrick. This will be a fun – I mean, look, if they if they make a statement today and beat, beat a soft, to me, I think Texas is soft. So that's the one advantage TCU has is you can punch them in the mouth. Uh, and I don't think the, the this Texas team will rally back. I mean, Kansas State just couldn't finish it last week, but they were right there in it. You know, they were right there in it. And they just couldn't – they came back, they mounted a comeback, and they, you know, they got three points in the second half, and they fell – they fell seven points short uh, – Kansas State just couldn't get enough to get there. Are you ready to play six degrees of Gary Peterson? So most, excuse me, Gary Patterson. Most know Gary Patterson, a legend there at TCU, a coach there forever. Sonny Dykes takes over. Michael, Sonny Dykes this year, TCU scoring 43 points. You know what they were scoring last year? 28 points per. Think about that explosive offense and Duggan and what they've done. Sonny Dykes with that air raid. We understand how good he is. But here's where the connection gets interesting. Did you know that Gary Patterson is a defensive analyst for Texas? I did. Yeah. I got to be honest. I didn't know that coming into this one. So he's very familiar with not necessarily the offense because Sonny Dykes is a little different, but he's very familiar with the TCU personnel. He recruited all these kids. He recruited all the kids. Plus, he knows the SMU offense where Sonny was, right? And so they knows kind of how this all kind of lends together. And they've always, at TCU played SMU. They were high-scoring affairs, right? So mm-hmm. it isn't like he's got a handle on what TCU, what SMU, TCU does now, the SMU offense. So, I, I, again, I think this is going to come down to how tough is Texas. Is Texas tough enough? Like, I, I, lean, I would lean towards taking TCU in the seven. I really would. Just because I do think that when it comes down to it, this team is seasoned. I mean – you know, they've been in so many games. West Virginia has a lead on them. Kansas State has a lead on them. Oklahoma State has a huge lead on them. They come back and win it in overtime. They go into Lawrence when Kansas was undefeated, and they kind of find a way to win that game. You know, so I just feel like they're tougher than Texas. And I'm getting seven. I think it's a trap. I don't disagree. Here's what I will say. Bijan Robinson, maybe the best running back in the country there at Texas, and of course, Rashawn Johnson. They go for 270 against K-State, but really where you want to attack this TCU defense, and you always talk about as far as yards per attempt, as far as passing, TCU's given up 7.2 yards per attempt on every pass, so that's not good. Quinn Ewers is going to, I think Sarkeesian's going to take some deep shots we know they can run the football, but TCU a little susceptible as far as the pass. No doubt. And, and you know, Sark's got to be able to – and Ewers gotta, has got to play well and not turn the ball over. I mean, that's going to be critical, right? And so when you look at this – but TCU, they're 74th in the country in points allowed. And Texas is 37th in the country. So they both are not exactly stellar defenses. It's going to come down to which team can really – move the football on the ground the way they want to do it. I mean, because if Texas tries to throw it, I think too much. I think they'll end up turning the ball over and it won't be effective. The key to the game is, is right, so Texas is much better when they get into the red zone. That's where they have had success. They're 23rd yeah, in the point. country in the red zone. And, and, and TCU is not a good team down there in the red zone. It's a great point. Quentin Johnson, the stud, he's going to be a pro for wide receiver over there at TCU. He's a game-time decision. Honestly, that's why I'm waiting to go in-game with this bet because Johnson could be the difference. As far as explosive plays, he's up there for TCU, and he's a game-time decision. If he's not playing, Texas can focus uh, on others, which makes that – streamlines the defensive game plan for Texas without Johnson. And and Quincy Brown was the kid that was the the bother. He's been out for indefinitely since the middle of September. So those two of the best receivers on on TCU's team is not on the field. You know, and when you look at it, I mean – Jaden Alexis for Texas is going to miss the game too. So he's been – he missed the previous – last three games. They thought they would have him back, and I don't think he's going to be able to play this week. So that's another guy that I think they could miss. 
It's going to be crazy. I think it's only happened in the last like 50 years, six times where a three loss team is favored like this over an undefeated team this deep into the season. Austin's going to be lit, Michael, because think about where Texas is. Texas is positioned nicely to get into that Big 12 championship game if they keep on winning. So Austin knows there's something at stake. They know they're favored over the number four team in the country. It's going to be nighttime. It's going to be 730 Eastern when it kicks off out there. This is a, again, you look at it. My father looks at it, who's just a casual college football fan. And he says, wait, number four team in the country, they're laying seven. Excuse me, they're catching seven. This is easy, but you're calling it a trap. I mean, I think you got to be really careful here. I think it's going to be, I think seven's too many points. And I don't think, the one thing I think what you learned last week against Kansas State is that Texas isn't going to run away from anybody. If Texas gets the lead, they're still not going to run away from you. You know, they're going to do, because I think at the end of the day, I, I question the toughness of Texas's team. And this is year two of his program. This is a big game for, for Sarkeesian. When is, he going to win a, when is he going to win a big game? When is he going to win a big game, right? I mean, you know, he goes on the road to Tech. He, I mean, last week at Kansas State, they almost gave it away. I mean, you know, the Red River rivalry, okay, I'll give you that one. That was a, was that a big game? I don't know. No, this is this is this is his biggest game in his tenure there at Texas and we you know we're a fade Sark show. So, we just it seems it's like you're we know that you think that Texas is a little soft. We know what you think about Sark, but again, that number scares you. It's kind of one of those things where it does feel like a bit of a trap with the number. Yeah, because I, I I'm not sure how good Texas TCU is. That's what worries you, right? And, but they, one thing about when you have a habit of winning, that habit becomes all the time. Hey, take a look at the TV. Liverpool just scored. Let's go Reds. Did they? Coming oh, back. let's go Reds. And Sark's on, Sark's on game day. I can't wait. Coming back. Everybody had Bo Nix as the Heisman winner, right? Washington, Oregon. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Michael was reading the college before the show, and I will tell you, it's over 400 pages of information for the betters. Matt Humans, who joins us, Bet Prep, you know, he joins us coming up in 30 minutes. He, along with Greg Hoops Peterson and others, put together the most comprehensive college basketball betting guide in VEASAN's years. Tips for beginning bettors as well. Title value bets. Everything's in there. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Remember, to get the guides, you have to be a pro. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The college basketball betting guide is tremendous. I had to pull, literally pull the NHL guide out of Michael's fingers and put the college basketball no betting doubt. guide into his hands. But uh, we No doubt. Done. No doubt. We were getting I a lecture the during the break. We were getting a lecture during the break from one of our producers Elliot who I think is 19 and he was telling us about the <laughs> i5 rivalry he was I think he said that Lincoln built the expressway system is that is that true Michael Lombardi can you help me with this well there is there is the Lincoln Highway which goes from New York City to Santa Monica <laughs> that that many people would travel before the interstate system was built but I was just saying I don't know how we could call this the i5 rivalry that goes back to 18 something when the i5 wasn't even built then you know, call it the Route 9 hot rivalry, you know? I mean, like, seriously, I don't know what – it has to be a route. It can't be a highway. They didn't have highways when this thing started. As an aside, shout to Amir Tolls, who wrote a great book called The Lincoln Highway, right? Very good okay. book. Outstanding. Okay. Let's go Rules Washington, of civility Oregon. was good. Uh, Gentlemen yeah, in Moscow he, was excellent. Gentlemen in Moscow, it doesn't get much better. We, you come nope. to the Lombardi line for football, you leave with culture. Washington, <laughs> Oregon. So Oregon's lane 12. Let me just set this up for you. I'm going to let you run with it. First off, Bo Nix is your fifth betting favorite to win the Heisman. Nobody had that. After getting blasted by Georgia in week one, Oregon, eight straight wins. They've scored at least 40 points in all eight games. They're averaging uh, uh, best in college football, 546 and a half yards per game. They're fast. They're efficient on offense. Nix, Michael, has 36 total touchdowns, 22 passing, and 13 rush. Now, Washington who just beat a then-ranked Oregon State team last week, has Michael Penix Jr. I bring that up because they have the number one passing offense nationally, Washington. This is going to be explosive. Washington, Oregon, a great rivalry. Oregon's laying 12. The total is 72.5, and, and both defenses, Patrick, are not good. I mean, both defenses are suspect. And it's interesting, both defenses rank overall in scoring defense right in the 70s. Both defenses rank 
in terms of total defense, right, you know, is somewhere, you know, 177, the other one's 40. So it's kind of like, okay, neither defense is good. But I think the bigger issue here for us as fans and betting fans is the emergence of Bo Nix, who looks nothing like he did at Auburn. And I think it's a lesson for all of us to learn about the value of coaching, the understanding of putting a player in the system that fits him perfectly, and then highlighting the talents within the system. Because what's clear is talent alone doesn't become a talented player. You need to be able to be in the right system to be able to feature what the kid does. And clearly at Auburn, that wasn't the case. Under Gussie and, you know, under, under Hart, Hartson. And now, you know, so now he's out here on the West Coast and he's really flourishing. Now you say, well, he hasn't played against great defenses. Okay, I get that. You know, I get that. And, you know, when I watched Washington play against Arizona, I mean, Arizona, it's a 10-point game. Arizona moved the ball at will on them. They did. That's right. So they moved it up and down, and, and Arizona turned it over on the cold night up there in, in, in Seattle. So to me, I think Oregon's defense has got – whatever defense shows their best ability today is going to be the one because both teams will move the ball. Kalen DeBoer, to me, when he was at Indiana with Michael Penix as the offensive coordinator, so, that was the best Indiana has ever looked, Right. That was the best they've ever looked. Tom Allen, the head coach, when he lost the board, he lost a lot. Of, he lost his program a little bit because that that offense hasn't been the same. So I've got the difference here. The Ducks have a very strong run game. Washington middling run game. They don't. They're not really explosive. So I, I, the Ducks they're a little bit more potent offensively because of their ability to run the football. And you mentioned Washington's defense is a sieve. Frankly, Oregon's defense, especially the linebackers, was supposed to be the strength of this team coming into the year. They haven't shown up. This is, again, two high-flying offenses. you got the best uh, nationally passing offense in Washington. And Bo Nix coaching, Lanning and that staff, what they've done with Nix. I mean, your boy Uncle Gussie couldn't get it out of them. But how about what no. they've done at Oregon, especially turning around with a rookie head coach? Think about what they did. They got blasted in Atlanta and now have won eight straight, Michael. And then they got and look that this is they have the the toughest part of their schedule coming up now. They've got Washington, they've got Utah at home, and then they've got to go to Corvallis and play Oregon State, which doesn't like doesn't seem like it's hard, but that game's always hard. You know, it's a rivalry game. You know, it's the I five South game, if you will, or let's call it the Route thirty one <laughs> game. I don't know what do you want to call it, but anyway, so that's always a hard game. So this is going to be a challenge. But I was what Oregon was able to accomplish against a really good UCLA team. I, I think that's kind of significant to me. You know, the UCLA can run the football effectively. That's really UCLA strength. Uh, you know, I know they have a pat, but. But all these guys that run the spread, whether it's Sonny Dykes or whether it's Chip Kelly, it really comes down to can you defend the box? Can you defend the run game? They, they, they kind of mirror the passing game. It's like it is exactly like Philadelphia. You talk about, okay, A.J. Brown's played great. He averages 16 yards a catch, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, Philly, everything's generated off their run game. And I think that's going to be the key today. Can Oregon stop Washington running the ball? And can Washington stop Oregon running the ball? Washington's not going to make it easy. 12 points, that's a big number. 12 and a half, 13 at Westgate's a big number for a rivalry. But here's a couple of things that to, to pay attention to. One, Oregon has won 24 straight games at home. They've also won 15 of the last 17, Oregon over Washington, in this rivalry. They've dominated. 12 and a half, 13's a lot, but they've dominated Washington here. But I think more than anything, though, Patrick, I think Washington has not had the right, including when they had Sark there. I mean, they've, they've kind of gone through some coaches here. And now I think they finally have it right. I, I really think they have it right in terms of the, the guy to lead the program. And with the quarterback, and he and the quarterback are on the same page. But I think, to me, just handicapping both teams, Washington's defense isn't as good. And I think that's going to be the difference in the game. I think Oregon will be the better team because their defense is better. I don't disagree. I think you and I both owe Lanning, the rookie head coach there, an apology. When we saw his body language, when we saw the team week one against a, a great Georgia team, the team looked listless. There was no energy on the sidelines. It kind of, once they fell down, they didn't have much juice. Well, want juice? They've scored 40 plus in eight straight since then. Really good job yeah. by the uh, uh, coach in his first stint. Yeah, I think they, you know, they they got Bo Nix to play. I mean, when we saw Bo Nix in that game, I mean, we I was hard on Landing. You were hard on Landing, but we were really hard on Bo Nix too. Like I Fair. give Landing credit. He saw Bo Nix 
from his time at Georgia and probably thought, you know, this kid's better than what they're doing with him. And give him credit. He saw it. It's a little bit like when you watch quarterbacks today and you say, hey, if like Davis Mills, like when I watch Davis Mills, I say to myself, if he were in a better system with a better surrounding offensive philosophy, I think he'd be a little bit better. You know, I, I could see Bill Walsh saying Davis Mills could really be a good player, but he doesn't look like a good player today because he turns the ball over. He gets he gets the, the crap beat out of him. He gets hit too much. I give him credit. This is why, to me, every quarterback, I don't care who you are, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Sam, you have to be managed correctly. And if, when you're not managed correctly, you take a lot of the brunt and responsibility, which is sometimes unfair. That's a great point. Lanning SEC there at Georgia looked over and said, I think I could do something with Bo Nix that they're not doing with him at Auburn. Brings him over to Oregon, and Nix now could potentially win a Heisman. It's been one of the big turnarounds. You know, Bo Nix is one of those guys that college football betters, we've liked to clown. And to be fair, 36 total touchdowns, 13 rush, 22 passing. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, you know, this will be a hard game. For Washington and Penix to go into or to go into Eugene at night with that crowd, I mean, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. I don't know the weather-wise, but it's going to be a fun atmosphere. But I do think, to me, Oregon as a total team is the better team. I think this is just the beginning of Kalen DeBoer's first season of Washington. They're going to get better, but I just don't see them being good enough offensively, defensively to handle this Oregon attack. Hey, Michael, you mentioned Allen, so let's do this quickly and get it out of the way. Indiana's at 2 Ohio State today. Ohio State's laying 40. Now, here's the deal. The weather last week, they couldn't run the ball at Northwestern against a 1-8 and football team. They won 21-7. to They got out of there. They did what they needed to do. It was an 11 o'clock in the morning kickoff, maybe a little dispirited as far as Ohio State. They've got Indiana today, take care of business. They're at Maryland next week, and then they host Michigan. That's really that's the season for Ohio State as they lay 40 today at home against Indiana. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, and it's funny because the betters, the, the excuse me, the pollsters were willing to overlook a 14-point win against a team that what what were they 35-point dogs in the game because the win was so prevalent that it kind of handicapped the game and it made the teams closer than they probably really were. I mean, that's a 7-7 game, remember? I mean, Northwestern yep. took the lead in the game. I mean, so, but but they had the wind kind of to supplant that. And, you know, Michigan State Michigan struggled with Michigan State early and then eventually took it over. Same thing with Rutgers. I mean, they're down 17-14 with Rutgers and they dominated the second half. So Dude, you got to watch the whole game. You're in my head. Remember, Michigan at Rutgers last week, down 17 to 14 at the half. They went on to score 38 unanswered in the second half, Michigan. And those were 50 mile an hour wins off Lake Michigan at Northwestern. The committee looked into that. Chick Jacks next. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mar. Experience the thrills of Fight Night with Ariel Helwani and BetMGM. Just log into your account today and receive Ariel Helwani's Parlay Boost token for the fight at Madison Square Garden on November 12th. That's coming up tonight. Add a parlay wager on the MMA showdown to your bet slip to activate the token. So again, tonight, BetMGM, MMA, activate the token. Your parlay must have at least four legs and a maximum stake of $100. If your boosted wager hits, you'll boost your winnings by 20%. That's a great deal from the king of sportsbooks. Make sure you opt in over at betmgm.com. you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue, promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Google Maps, a.k.a. Michael Lombardi, over there <laughs> in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We're having fun clowning during the break as we welcome you back here. Week 11 college football, the Lombardi line. We're going to get Carl Johnson up here in a second, but we were just doing a little Google mapping with Bruce Springsteen during the break, Michael Lombardi. Well, I mean, you got to figure out what the right road. I mean, somebody had to go from Eugene to Seattle back in the day, 99 West. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a song. Springsteen had Johnny 99, and we could turn it into 99 West. I mean, Elliot's got us on the 9th I-5 rivalry, which didn't start until the 50s. So, I mean, there was 50 years. Some of they had to call it something else. So we'll call it the 99 West rivalry. Why not? I would agree with you. Uh, two weeks from now, they're in yeah. Columbus. I don't know what road connects Michigan and Columbus. I should know that. I-75 to something. Uh, yeah. But we're going to have Ohio State and Michigan. I, kn- I know a lot of Michigan fans, this feels a little bit different this year for Michigan. They got rid of the defensive coordinator, which is interesting. Remember, John Harbaugh took his brother's defensive coordinator to Baltimore, and Michigan's defense has gotten better. And right. Michigan can run the football. I mean, they're fifth in the country yards per game in rush. They're first in rush defense in the country. They're fifth in scoring. They're nine and zero. Oh. You mentioned they were down seventeen fourteen at the half against Rutgers, Michael, and thirty eight unanswered. We're going to bring Carl in, but think about that. That's explosiveness that Michigan hasn't seen in these recent years. And I think it's toughness too, Patrick. I mean, it's they're a tough. I mean, they they wear you down. They they kind of grind you. It's not a, a quick punch and knock you out. It's a grind. It's a, you know, they're going to keep pounding it. They're going to do what they do. And the formula has been working. And they're no longer stubbing their toes like they did last year against Michigan State. You know, they get in these close games and you think, oh, my God, is Rutgers really going to upset them 17-14? And next thing you know, they score 30, 35 unanswered. And so I, I just think to me – Ohio State better buckle up, put their mouthpieces in, because they're going to get punched in the mouth. Whether they can handle it or not, we'll see. Nebraska at Michigan today. Nebraska without Casey Thompson, their quarterback, Michigan lane 30 and a half. Okay, we do have Carl Johnson. Let's go to the Beau Rivage and say hi to our good buddy, Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. Of course, he's Carl Johnson, who runs the race and sports book down there. Hi, Carl. Welcome to the show. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. Good to see you, Michael, Patrick. I hope y'all are having a good day. We're ready yeah, to roll we are. Here. I'm yeah. sure you are. Uh, Carl, Carl, the thing that jumps out to me is, as you are in this part of the country, and I know Mattress Mac is coming to visit you. Thank him for all his generosity, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, I will. I'd like to. I'd like to know what you're getting. This LSU Arkansas game seems a little light. Is that kind of as everybody and, and the number really hasn't moved that much? What am I missing in this game? Yeah, no. It, it look. Uh, Typically, Arkansas gives LSU a fit. I mean, so you got LSU coming off one of the biggest wins in in recent history, and just the way it played out was just unbelievable. So, notoriously, they let down for these Arkansas Razorbacks. So, I think that's kind of what you're seeing a little bit. But they're still betting us, Michael. They're they're still betting us 75% of the money, 80% of the tickets is on the Tigers. Uh, right now we're at three and a half. 
and 61 and a half. So. I think the novice better, Patrick, would look at that and say, "Wait a minute, Texas LSU's got to be better than no, got to be better than a, th a field goal." Wasn't this game, Carl? Maybe I'm I'm dating myself here, but wasn't this always the the Friday after Thanksgiving game that we would watch when I was a kid? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's something that you know throughout the last couple of years, these these schedules and these rivalry games have changed. But uh, you know, it, it was it was the last game of the season. For LSU generally, uh, and and you know, so look, they they're playing for something. They uh, you know, they got a shot, and I agree with you. You look at that number and you go, wow. I mean, how can that be? But uh, I think that's what's factored in. Arkansas notoriously plays them pretty close. Also, let's be honest, boys. What a letdown spot for LSU. Those are twenty-year-old yeah. kids still celebrating, maybe the biggest win of their lives. Obviously, the biggest win of their lives at home against Alabama. Turn around, get the energy up for a good Arkansas team. It's a tough spot for LSU. Speaking of spots, Jick Jack, your boy Lane Kiffin is set up perfectly. Alabama, the last two years struggled on the road. Ole Miss is rested. Come on now, what's Lane going to do, and what's your number? Yeah, so, I mean, we opened this, Patrick, 11 and a half, 63 and a half. Uh, we're 11 and a half, 64 and a half. Uh, interesting game here, you know. I know Lane had the week off. Uh, uh, Bama gets beat uh, uh, down in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, but maybe if you look at it this way, maybe this is the worst time that Lane, and they they have a chance to do something. This is a huge day for those guys at, at Hotty Toddy World. Uh, you, you know, they um, – this may be a bad week to catch Alabama. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Saban don't lose two in a row too many. Uh, you know, both these teams know each other really well. Saban knows what Lane's going to be trying to do to him and vice versa. So this is going to be interesting. Right now they're betting us Ole Miss. Uh, looks like 55% of the money and about 55 56% of the tickets is on hottie toddy. Yeah, hottie toddy. I mean – you know, it's funny, though. I, I mean, I'm not saying Alabama's going to lose, Carl, but I'm saying shouldn't this be a more competitive game than a 10-point game? I mean, if you're Lane Kiffin, this is the perfect time. Like, I know Saban doesn't lose, but one of the things is, is like, where's the where's our motivation? Like, remember when they That's played right. Oklahoma in that bowl game that was meaningless and they got killed? Like, there's something to that a little bit, too. Like, these kids are used to saying, we're going to a bowl, we're going to play for a championship. Now we're playing for a, you know, a, 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 a Blue Bonnet Bowl bid. Not that the Blue Bonnet Bowl's anywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, look, I think you're exactly right. And, and, and look, I always try to, to envision these games, how they're going to play out. Um, you know, I, I think that Ole Miss has got to get out the gates fast. I don't think they're going to be in a good position where they have to play catch-up football against Nick. Um, so that's going to be interesting. That number, I agree with you. You know, it's 11 and a half. Uh, Ole Miss catching it at home, um, you know, with a lot of, with a lot at stake. And I heard you earlier in the segment, you know, and I think you're spot on. You know, if they're ever going to rise, you know, it better be this week. Yeah, I mean, it, this is it. I mean, to me, you know, because I think this is the most – this will be the most wounded Knicks team will be. Because let's face it, you know, everybody wants to blame the offensive coordinator, the defense coordinator. I mean, Alabama's talent – I mean, with their best players a transfer from Georgia Tech. Not their uh, – Bryce Young's their best player. But if you took Bryce Young off this team, you would say, well, where's their best player? Well, it's the running back, right? But, yeah. I mean, that's typically not what Alabama's about. We're, we're talking about their lack of depth at receiver. I mean, that should never happen. I mean, Ohio State doesn't have lack of depth at receiver. They went into the damn the Rose Bowl last year with all the backups, and they were better than the starters, and the starters went in the first round. Carl Michael, I'm going to be more blunt. Ole Miss has no reason to lose this football game today. Alabama's playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. Ole Miss runs the football better in Tennessee, LSU, and Arkansas. They all ran for over 180 yards against this Alabama defense. They're coming in off a loss at LSU. Ole Miss has to win this football game. Lane Kiffin has they, to win this football game. I'm sorry, I agree. but that's just... I mean, yeah, come on. I agree. This, is big boy, this is big boy SEC football. You're, you, yeah. This is a down Alabama team that's riding on reputation. You got to win this football game if you're Lane. Okay, TCU yeah. and Texas, Carl. What do you got there? Uh, yeah, so we opened here 764 and a half. Uh, it's ticked up right now. We're at seven and 65 and a half. Uh, boy, interesting spot here. 
you know, we have a segment every week we call Fool's Gold, and this may be it. You know, this was one of our Fool's Golds right here. That's that's a lot of points. Uh, uh, looks like uh, it just looks like it's laid out for you to take TCU plus the seven there. Yeah. And it's almost a trap, isn't it, Carl? I mean, like, Absolutely. it's easy just to take TCU. Like, this line just didn't get invented. Like, the, the, there's nobody that sets this line that's a that's a, that's a a Longhorn fan. I mean, this line was set for a reason. And it just shows you the vulnerability of TCU and their team to but where they've come from. And everybody's – TCU's like Minnesota. TCU's like Tennessee. TCU's like the Giants. There, there are these – everybody's expecting the bubble to burst at some point on the betting number. Right, they're expecting it. Like Minnesota can't do it again. The Giants can't do it again. Tennessee can't do it again. You know, and they do. Yep. It's all, right. all going to depend on if that Texas defense shows up like they did against Alabama. They're getting a little bit better. You're right, Carl. Uh, thank you for your patience today. We Thanks, appreciate Carl. you, buddy. Bo yeah, Revage, you're the of man, course. Carl. You can find Carl on Twitter at Jickjet Jack Johnson. A must follow. Must listen is next with Matt Humans. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.